Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse, Golf Monthly's weekly look at the various different events around the world in golf. This week we hear from Lucas Beauregard, look back on the golf in Valderrama and Detroit, and look ahead to the Irish Open. Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse. I'm Tom Clark, and this week I am, am joined by a very sunburnt Elliot Heath. I knew you were going to get that in there. Well, you are particularly sunburnt. Uh, you have a nose which is the same shade of colour as one of Father Christmas's more famous reindeers. That's a very nice way to put it. Yeah. Uh, but last time I saw you, we were at an awards evening, weren't we? Are you, are you not going to mention your sunburn at all here? You we can to, come on are you to that going later. To th- are you going to think that I'm just going to ignore this? No, I want to know about your sunburn before we talk about anything else. Uh, well, I was out in the sun, wasn't I? That's how I got it. Come on, but where were you? I was in Cornwall and North Devon playing golf, playing some Atlantic Lynx courses. I played Travose, St. Enadoc twice, the church course there. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you hit a ball into the church? No, uh, fact about that church. Oh, here we go. It was buried in a sand dune 200 years ago and they like dug it out. But yeah, in, it really was an amazing course. My friend Jez is a country member there. So we paid 30 quid each day. And yeah, it's the best 30 quid I think I've ever spent. Mm, um, good. So many interesting holes. For um, someone as tight as you, that means that that, make, that really makes it a lot. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's, that could be on their website. I think <laughs> incredible views over the estuary to Padstow, just great links holes, great condition, great fun. Did you play well? Almost faultless. I played very well. I have resembled like a birdie machine. <laughs> resembled like a birdie machine. In my last five rounds of golf, gone. 10 birdies. Now, we had this conversation the other day, how long it would take uh, for me to have 10 birdies, and I say one over a year. Well, I did it in a weekend. That's good effort. Well, a very long weekend, to be fair. Yeah, that's decent. Uh, I played Royal North Devon yesterday, which is England's oldest golf course. Got sheep roaming, horses roaming as well. It was the home of J.H. Taylor back in the day. I think it opened in 1976, possibly. Uh, Just... Yeah, it's got a museum in the clubhouse. All these incredible old uh, trophies and medals. What year did you just say it was open? 1876. You said it's 1976 just now. <laughs> did I? Yeah. So. Uh, you know what I meant. Uh, it's 150 <laughs> years old. Just an amazing Lynx golf course. I think it's quite good value as well. And yeah, if you have not played Royal North Devon Golf Club, listeners, uh, I'd really recommend it. Put it on, the, on your bucket list, yeah. And I played with Mark, the general manager there, who guided me around... It's probably a course you need to play a couple of times. Lots of was there lots of was he going? Well, it's it's two hundred yards to to clear that bunker. So <laughs> you know, take your driver, and you're like, well, I'll probably just lay up with my driver. I know you have got this reputation about me where I'm a very short hitter, but I'm absolutely booming the driver at the moment. Yeah, I know. But who were you playing with? Him and my dad. Yeah, your dad. I've seen your dad's. <laughs> Do you outdrive your dad? No offense to Mister Heath. <laughs> By a. About 70 yards. Exactly. <laughs> At one point this weekend, uh, he said, I want to shoot myself. <laughs> Do you know If I had to spend the weekend with you, Elliot, I'd probably come up with the same uh, same phrase by the end of it. Like your dad. Your dad's a lot of fun. So, yeah, also, uh, shout out to Jez, who probably lost about 25 golf balls during our three rounds oh, I'm sure he's over the moon you've shouted that out <laughs> but he then went for a run after we left because he's staying down with his mum and he found 26 golf balls <laughs> so uh, <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of run was he going on through bushes well through St Enadoc <laughs> like the public footpath were any of them his no that's the thing he marks them all the same and he didn't find a single one. <laughs> oh, well there you, there you go uh, <laughs> oh that's fantastic but stories. yeah it got off to a very bad start because yes now here we go this is this is the segue we want so why was it a bad start well so we had, you had a very early start friday morning didn't i you? did yeah it's a long old drive down to cornwall from surrey but yeah we were in old billingsgate weren't we on when you say we me and you uh, amongst others there so we were in a, an award ceremony aop association of online publishers awards where we were nominated for an award and did we win the award 
No. No, we didn't. What were we nominated for? Uh, Best digital team. Yes. Something like that, editorial. So we were were nominated. We we didn't win. We lost to... Who did we lose to? Beano. The Beano, which (laughs) makes it all the more fun. But uh, yeah, it was a nice award too, wasn't it? Yeah, TI Media won as well. Hmm? TI Media won, didn't we? We had Woman and Home winning Digital Journalist of the Year, I think, Amy Hunt. Yeah. And Decanter won as well on our table. Best Innovation. So uh, well done to them. So uh, yeah, and um, yes, you did drink a little bit of oh yeah alcohol, didn't you? So you were you a bit man down? Well, for your early start, we had well, I had two pints of cider (laughs) 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 before I even, and that's it. That's all you had. Well, I had two pints of cider before I even got there, didn't? Because we met in a pub, and then got there (laughs) overlooking the Thames on this beautiful patio area, and then just coming around filling our glasses up with champagne. Uh, so God knows how many of those I had. And then I... One. I think you had one. <laughs> Maybe one and a half. No, she filled up at least twice, I reckon. And then uh, mixed it with white wine after. So... Yeah. Had a bit of a hangover the next morning. You did, yes. Well, let's, yes. Let's, let's, let's leave it as a bit of a hangover, because I know the details. But, um, yes, it was good. good so, fun. I didn't see much golf, but I've read all about it. I've seen the highlights. And we had a couple of very interesting winners, didn't we, this weekend? Indeed, yeah, really good. So let's talk about those straight away. So the Rocket Mortgage Classic had a brilliant story, really. Nate Lashley won his maiden PJ Tour title. Elliot, did you know anything? Had you even heard of Nate Lashley before this week? No, I probably no. would have said he's a boxer or a fighter or something. Well, he's not. He's a golfer. Um, and he's got a really incredible story. Fifteen years ago, his parents and girlfriend died in a plane crash on their way home from watching him play on uh, in an NCAA regional tournament, which has obviously had a huge effect on him and his career. The 36-year-old wasn't even in the field until Wednesday afternoon after failing to, to uh, qualify on Monday, and he was the third reserve. He turned pro in 2005 and spent a decade on the mini tours and nationwide tours, as well as trying to uh, get into uh, a state agency. Uh, He then qualified for the Latino American tour in 2015, then the Web.com tour before earning his PJ Tour card in 2018. He won by six, so he he, he played really well. Finished 25 under after 63, 67, 63 and 70. 25 under par. That's a, that's decent going. You know, that yeah. puts your 10 birdies in five rounds. In, uh, it does, doesn't it? Into context. Uh, former US amateur champion Doc Redmond was second, uh, and they have now both qualified for the Open at Royal Port Rush. And, of course, Victor Hovland update. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, was in between t- his reference yeah, there. Hell yeah. He was tied 13th after shooting 8-under in the final round. A bogey-free 8-under, mate. A bogey-free 8-under. Well done to Big Vic, as he is known on this podcast. How good is golf? That this guy... How good is golf? Failed to qualify on Monday, then got in as third reserve. The very next week, he's playing in a featured group, I think this week with Phil Mickelson, possibly, and he's qualified for the Open. Just how one week can completely change your life. Yeah, and he's one of these guys who was not on the radar. I have no idea how long his odds would have been. They would have been huge. So, yeah, and he's obviously been through a lot in his life. And, I mean, you know, that that story of the plane crash, parents and his girlfriend, who obviously, obviously, the only reason they're in the plane because they've actually just gone to see him play golf. I mean, that's going to take a lot out of anybody. And, you know, really hats off to him for coming back and uh, now playing really good golf. And I saw some quotes from him and he's just saying how desperate he was to get a start in some of these PGA Tour events because the week before, he'd obviously been playing some decent golf. He was thinking, my game's in as good a place as it's ever been. The week before, he was first reserve and he didn't get in. Uh, That's obviously a bit gutting, isn't it? So the Monday qualifying for anybody who doesn't look at that is they play, do they play one round? I think it's one round, yeah. One round, and there's how many how many places? Not many. No idea. So I think it's something like five. It's not many, if that. And to do it, you have to shoot silly, silly low. And it's very, very, very tough, because obviously on any day, someone's going to be shooting low, because they're all very, very decent golfers. So, yeah, to get that start, I think, would have been the main thing. And then he was just... He just flew along. And I, I kept on looking at the leaderboard, like, who is this guy? I've never heard of him. And... Uh, I thought, oh, he'll probably fade away. And he just, well, he just, it was a cakewalk in the end, wasn't it? So really, really good. And there was other, you know, Doc Redmond, who we've seen at some of the major championships, who obviously has had a bit of a coverage. And then, of course, Big Vic as well. Golf is in a pretty decent place with all these uh, these guys about. So uh, really, really good. 
I know none of the big names were up there really, apart from Patrick no. Reed was fifth. That was his best finish in over a year, can mm. you believe? But no, it was yeah. a it was a it was an odd event because uh, the leaderboard. I'm not sure <laughs> the Rocket Mortgage will be over the moon. They probably wanted one of their really really big names to win, but they've actually got a hell of a story um, at the end of their first their first event. So fair play to twenty five under though. Course is too easy. Sorry. Well, we'll come on to this week's event later, the three M Open. But twenty five under for this week's probably not going to be enough. So, uh, <laughs> do you think? I'll come on to that. That'd be a good I've got prediction. Some stats. I've got some stats. So, um, yeah, but that was really good. And then there was another event as well over uh, in Andalusia at Valderrama, where I'm going to have to try and say this guy's name, and I can never say it. Do you want to say it for me? Christian Bezwedenhuit. Yeah, that'll do. Uh, he won his maiden European Tour title. The South African won by six at ten under with Alvaro Quiros, Mike Lorenzo Vera, Adrian Aus, Eduardo De La Riva and John Rahm all in second place. And he played really well, didn't he? Yeah, like, they amazing. Shoot, ten, shoot ten under with four, uh, four rounds of Valderrama. That's pretty decent going. And you look back at the pe- person who was the big short price favourite, Sergio Garcia. He was he was one back from that big group who finished second. Uh, he finished seventh in the end. First uh, time he hasn't won there since 2010. Well, yes, that's. I mean, it hasn't been played every year. So it's another good story for golf because the South Africans has had to really overcome a lot in his life as well. When he was aged just two, he swallowed rat poison. And although they pumped his stomach and eventually uh, got, got it all out of his system, he developed a stutter, which is, he's never really, really got over. And this was all like by the age of, age of four. To overcome his stutter, he used to take beta blockers. And in 2014, he got banned as an amateur because he tested positive, because beta blockers are on the banned list, even though he had already told the guys that he was taking these things. So... He was supposed to get a two-year ban. It got that reduced down to nine months. And he found this all out just before the Eisenhower Trophy. Um, and, you know, I think at that point he thought his his career was was over because as an amateur he'd really just been trying to get into the Eisenhower Trophy and he managed to do that and suddenly it was taken away from him. So another really, you know, it's amazing these stories come out every single week with these these stories with some of these guys. We don't know a lot about them until they, they win usually because there's so many people on tour. But it's incredible that he, he he then just won on this massive tournament uh, at this iconic golf course, and he you know won 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 by so many. He's had some good results lately, hasn't mm. he? I, I've seen his name up on the leaderboard a few times, and you always just see it and just assume that they're going to fall away. But there was a brilliant interview with the European Tour that he did, and uh, yeah, what a story! Clearly, an amazing player. Like when he was banned for the two years that got reduced to nine. He then came back, won the tournament in his first start by seven shots. Uh, he was also second at the South African Open in like what it was his first major tournament as a professional. Sunshine Tour Rookie of the Year in 2017. Been on the European Tour for less than two years now. So, yeah, could he, he be another great South African player in Europe? Yeah, yeah, and I think he's, now that he's... Um He's got. He's broken through that barrier of winning his first European Tour title. He could definitely move on. We, we mentioned last week the saying that actually the the event at Valderrama didn't have the biggest prize pool, which is obviously a shame, and it won't get him a huge amount of world ranking points. Although there's some few, there were a few very good players in that event, but you know to win at Valderrama with John Rahm in the field, Sergio Garcia, you know, not that far back from him, and he just. He just managed his game so well, and that should keep him in good stead, really. Yeah, five You've got to be a good player. I mean, any any player that wins a pro event, of course they're good players. But to win at Valderrama, you've got to be a very, very solid player and know exactly what your your game's doing. So, um, yeah, looking out for him for the rest of the this summer, definitely. Yeah, I've got one of the spots in the Open as well in a couple of weeks, along with Lorenzo Vera and Adrian Aus. So, yeah, he's not going to win the Open, is he? But uh, similar to, like... Louis Eustazen, you never know. Twenty ten, he was a bit unknown, wasn't he? Yeah, wait and see, wait and see. So I'm definitely going to keep Clearly, an eye, keep an eye on his results now, and especially you know when you find out these things about him and all the things that he's had to overcome. I think it just makes him. He's one of those guys now. You want to you want to do well, don't you? So yeah, he said he was like all through his life. He's had severe anxiety because of that stammer, to the point where he's like scared of talking to people. He hated winning golf tournaments where he would have to do a speech in front of people. Mm. 
Um, yeah, well, and that's, that's incredible do... when you think about that. But you think golfers are just thinking about just trying to get the win, but actually sometimes they're, they're having to overcome so many different things and they're obviously all human beings like the rest of us. So, uh, no, really, really interesting story. Um, then there's some other big uh, news items this week. Sung Hung Park won the Arkansas Championship by a single stroke to return to the world's number one, a week after finishing one shot back um, from Hannah Green at the Women's PJ Championship. That good news story? Yeah, brilliant. Back to world number one, great player. She came very close to defending the PJ Championship the week before. Yeah. But as we said, Hannah Green was just unflappable that day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And this is my favourite story of the week. Steve Stricker won his first senior major at the US Senior Open, breaking the tournament record by three strokes to win by six at 19 under par. And what irons was he using? Oh, yeah, the uh, seven five five CMs from Titleist that he was using in the 2006 season. So... Yeah, clubs which are almost 13 years old, maybe over 13 years old. Yeah, you'll remember that Stricker was very good in the late 90s early 2000s then he kind of went Why away did you say i'd remember that i was talking to the listeners oh okay you looked like you were looking at me there i know you what year were you born 95 yeah so you can't remember that can you no but you as in the listener i'm looking at the microphone as i say you were looking at me when you said that <laughs> and then he kind of went away for a bit and then he won the barclays in 07 and these were the clubs he used during them during that tournament and then he won like three or four more times with them it's amazing. He's just gone, but he just, I think he just feels like these are the clubs for me. I'm just going to use them, and you know, I'm at the seniors level now. He's always, he always felt he was one of those guys that you, you see hear all these 49 year olds. You think, oh my lord, is he going to be the senior tour next year? Like Mickelson, how is Mickelson now? Uh, he'll be 50 next year. Yeah, exactly. So Mickelson could be on the seniors tour next year. That would be ridiculous, won't it? Yeah, he just win everything. You think? So, uh, well, he can't hit a driver straight to save his life, <laughs> so he might struggle. <laughs> he seems to get all right, still seems to get his ball around there, doesn't he? Um, other news England's Matthew Jordan won his first pro title at the Italian Challenge Open. He plays out of Hoylake and was the first round leader at Hillside earlier this year in the British Masters. So, good news for him, another Looks young, a great talent, yeah, another young Englishman doing well and, and, and winning. Right, this week. We have two events, and one of them I am very, very excited about. Uh, that is the Irish Open. Paul McGinley hosts the tournament at La Hinch this week. Uh, Russell Knox is the defending champion after winning at Ballyliffin last year. It's a Rolex Series event, which means there's a load of money, and uh, there's some big names, including John Rahm, Tommy Fleetwood, Louis Eustace, and Matt Wallace, Ian Poulter, Till Hatton, Eddie Pepperell, and loads more. Uh, Rory McIlroy is missing his National Open for the first time since 2007, opting to play next week in Scotland ahead of the Open at Port Rush, which is just two weeks away, pretty much. There are three spots in the Open up for grabs uh, this week for anyone who finishes in the top ten and is not already exempt. Lynch is known as the St Andrews of Ireland, a classic links on the southwest coast that is 127 years old. It ranks 32nd in our UK and Ireland top 100. You ever played it? I haven't played much in Ireland. I've played a few courses. I've played uh, Old Head, which is, I think, my second favourite golf course ever to play after the Mauritius one. No, after Augusta National. I cannot believe I just teed you up for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, first Augusta National, second Old Head, third uh, the Two Strock in Mauritius. I think. But, you know, that changes around. I also played Photo Island. There. Yeah. I've also played the K-Club. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, a few. Uh, but I, the, the Hinge looks absolutely stunning. It's got some... It's obviously very, very linksy. There's no hiding. You can see the sea as well from some holes. Because some, you know, some links courses, you're actually behind a sea wall or actually you're... You're, the sea's hidden because you're actually playing within the dunes and stuff like that. But uh, this one, you, you've got some quite elevated and exposed greens. So um, I think it's going to be a really good test for the field. And if hopefully it's not... Hopefully they get some sun, but I do hope that it does have a bit of wind because we seem to have had quite a few Lynx courses in recent times. The tournament week turns up and the wind just, for whatever reason, shuts off and, and then the pros absolutely rip them apart. So... Um, 
Yeah, I hope it's a, it turns into a real test. I don't know why none of the Americans are playing. Or I think a lot of Americans are playing Scotland, aren't they? But why, though? The prize money's probably the same. You can play this I week think, yeah, and I then th- have a week off. Yeah, I think a lot of people appear to be either going playing PJ Tour this week and then maybe Scottish Open next week. Some people just don't want to have that two weeks in a row. I, I, it does seem a bit odd. What do you think about McIlroy not playing then? Play, not I've, playing in this tournament I've, for the first I, time. Yeah, since no, 07. I've said that. Uh, no, I've I think he's quite clever because although it would be very nice for the crowds, especially if McIlroy turns up, I, I get that completely. But he is under so much pressure this year with the Open at Portrush. He's going to get so much. He's going to have to do so much that week, and that's that's without the golf. Um, his time is going to be precious, and he's got to try and make sure that he doesn't get completely distracted. If he was at the Irish Open this, well, you know, just a fortnight beforehand, again in Ireland, I think he's he's just he's going to knacker him out. To be honest with you, uh, the commitments and the amount that you have to put in, whether you're hosting the event or, which obviously Paul McGinley is this week, you know, the commitments that you're going to do because you're going to have to do it. You know, the the just just the autographs he's going to have to sign. That alone, he. he you know, it's going to take a lot out of him. So I think it's quite clever. You know, I'm going to play in Ireland this year. I'm going to play in Ireland at the Open Championship. Fair point. Well, well thanks. You do you feel differently? I don't. I don't know. I can't really judge him because it's his life, isn't it? But it is his National Open, and you know, maybe he'll never miss it again after this year. Yeah. Maybe this really is. I mean, Rory Rory's also. You say it's his National Open. Well. Golfing Union of Ireland, it covers both. Uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, but then you also say the Open Championship, although that's not really covered by by a, 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 a nation or a region, really. But he's, if you say, it's, I know the Americans call it the British Open, and he's Northern Irish, so he's Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Oh, look, whatever. Uh, you know, that's a can of worms. Well, that's, that's you know. So uh, look, he's playing in Ireland, in the island of Ireland. Um, the Isle of Ireland. The Isle of whatever. <laughs> it's yeah, and I kind of understand it. And we'll see in a couple of weeks. If he plays the Open at Port Rush and misses the cut, then yeah. What I would say is, I think Paul McGinley has done a brilliant job. The field is is really good, apart from that's the, th- the yeah. Americans. I mean, we got pretty much all the Europeans over, apart from. Justin Rose and Garcia and yeah, and the, look, the Americans are not. Um, we say, well, why aren't they playing this pro event in Ireland on this Lynx course? Trust me, there's loads of pros all going all around Ireland and Scotland at this moment, and they're all practicing playing in Lynx golf courses. Yeah. Um, so, it, all because they're not playing in the professional events doesn't mean that they're they're not. You know, they just suddenly appear on the first tee on the Thursday of, uh, of the Open, and they haven't been you know, practising or anything like that. Well, we heard Louis Ustase in a couple of weeks ago on this podcast say that he likes to bring some mates over and just play some yeah. social golf on Lynx golf. Exactly, uh, I think that's, that's actually the way that they really like to prepare. Uh, I think Tiger's over. Oh, he must be somewhere he's, in Ireland. He's, 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 well, he loves Ireland. He's always said how much he, he likes golf in Ireland. I think he's been to Port Rush a couple of times. Um, they obviously try and keep these things a little bit secret. Um, but there's so many great courses in this part of the world or over just over the water you know whether it's in Southport or Scotland you know things which are really easy to get to and from if you've got the uh, the transportation and the money which these guys obviously do and then you can play all these great great courses and get a really really good feel for Lynx Golf going in going into Open Week yeah I played Ballyliffin last year and Rosa Penna and then the guys at Ballyliffin well, one of the guys in the Ballyliffin Lodge, like a hotel up on the hill, uh, said that Tiger uh, always comes over to practice before the Open there. Yeah, exactly. So maybe his helicopter has been there and they've shut the whole place down. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. So those guys, that's why I think we've got to take it all with a slight pinch of salt. The only, thing, only issue I have with Tiger is whether he's playing enough pro events and uh, having the pressure on that, that Sunday, but... You know, I think he's managing his time pretty well at the moment, isn't he? I wonder if he'll bring over privacy for the Open. Well, he's big boat. Yeah, just okay. sail it across the Atlantic, get one of his Just sail it across minions. the Atlantic. It's not the Serpentine. Sail it across the Atlantic. Oh, he's got a big team. I don't think he will do, will he? 
don't think he'd do that. I mean, good though, wouldn't it? Seeing it at Portrush docked up. I really couldn't care less. Oh, well, actually, I'll whether he'd be there. Oh, to see Tiger's boat, yeah, I suppose that'd be fine. But I'm I'm not really fussed. So, yeah, me and Elliot are going to be at Portrush. Are you going to be at Portrush, Elliot? Yeah. 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 I'll be there. You got your passport? I hope so, because I'm going to (laughs) Italy in two days. Yeah. So, uh, no, it should be great fun. So, who do I think is going to do well this week? Who do you think is going to do well, firstly? In Ireland... I yes. am going to go for Louis Oosthuizen. Cool. Do you know what odds he is? No, I haven't looked. He'll be about 25 to 1. He did well at Pebble, didn't he? Yeah, he's, he's had a decent season. Uh, my tips are Till Hatton, 28 to 1. You always back Till Hatton on the links, don't I you? Do, I, well, absolutely. That's my point. Hatton is awesome on links courses. He's won the Dunhill twice. He's finished runner-up at the Dunhill once. He's finished runner-up at the Scottish Open. And he's finished fifth at the Open. He is awesome on the links. And anything over 20 to 1, I always get on him. He's also got his game, a bit of a rubbishy or averagey start to the season. Playing, playing a lot better the last month or so. So, uh, Hatton... As long as he doesn't shout himself too much, uh, I think he's going to do very well. Uh, Hao Tong Lee, 33 to 1. Decent on links. Obviously, he shot very low at Birkdale in the final round to finish third at the Open. He's having a pretty decent season as well. And then, as a kind of a segue, I'm also going for Lucas Beauregard, who's 50 to 1. Won the Alfred Dunhill Links Championship last year. And has done okay this year did very well at the match play and then has cooled off a little since then but we've actually had one of our guys one of the team Joel Tadman over in Ireland this week and he's been talking to Beauregard about his game listen to him and uh, you know you might learn a thing or two Lucas thanks for joining us on the Golf Monthly podcast we're here at the Irish Open and you've not had the best start to the week because I believe you're missing some pretty important equipment. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My bag, uh, my golf clubs haven't showed up. So, uh, luckily, Titleist have built me a, a few new ones I can practice with today. So, hopefully, mine shows up. Uh, yeah, hopefully later today. That'd be nice. Okay. Um, and obviously, you recently played in the U.S. Open. Obviously didn't get the result that you wanted. But can you just talk through your experience at Pebble Beach? You know, how was it for you? Pebble was amazing. I mean, what a what a place that was. Yeah, as you said, obviously not the week I was looking for, and it was it was a frustrating week from the day I got there, pretty much. But it was it was a pretty it was one of the coolest places I've ever built, uh, been, that's for sure. And you know, it's just incredible atmosphere, and uh, I hope I hope to go back there someday. You touched on the fact you're playing kind of both sides of the pond. You know, how are you finding managing your time and your schedule? that regard yeah it's been a little bit more difficult this year had to uh you know rely on a few invites here and there and and some of them have been last minute so uh i've not been able to plan my schedule as well as as i have last few years in europe but it's it's been a, it's been a learning process it's been a bit different and uh, but i've i've enjoyed it and we're here, Irish Open, Lynx Golf Course. Talk us through a bit about how you adapt your game to the conditions that you're likely to face here this week. It's it's very different to what we play normally. And, you know, especially I've been playing a bit more in the US this year and it's very different from there, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, here you really have to adapt. You hit shots that you don't really hit at many other tournaments uh, all year. You know, you hit um, six irons from 140 yards. It's a lot of feel, I think. Uh, you know, when when it gets as windy as it does get around here, it's it's all about you know you can hit three different clubs and they can all be correct. So it's uh, something you have to I think you have to play quite a bit and get used to it and learn how to play in it. And what changes do you make to the clubs in your bag to kind of conquer those elements that you're going to face? I definitely have my two iron in there. I don't change that much in the rest of the equipment. Uh, Sometimes if it's if the ground's really firm, you change your wedges a little bit, but I haven't done um, last few years. But it's more I change the way I hit the ball. Really, it's, you know, a lot of knockdown shots, a lot of 60% shots instead of you don't hit that many full shots around here. I understand you've been recently testing the new Titleist Utility Irons. Can I give us a flavour about what they're offering in terms of extra performance over what you had before? The 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 two main things. I've seen is the consistency is in the, in the carry, so uh, you know I think first time I tried it I hit about eight or ten shots and they were all within two or three yards of each other, uh, which was pretty uh, 
pretty amazing. And then um, off the ground, it's a bit easier to, to get in the air for me. It, it looks like there might even, you know, it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of help in it. It looks like a, you know, a, a proper, not quite a blade, but it doesn't look like, you know, one of these big uh, clumsy utility clubs, but it gets the ball in the air easily. And the, the low stinger works quite fine with it as well. So it's, it's a very, um, it's a club that can do a bit of everything where I feel like that's been tough to, to do in the past. Generally in that area of the bag, are you more of a utility iron guy or a hybrid guy? Utility iron, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I've, uh, I've always had a two iron. I switch between two iron and five wood, but, but these next three weeks it'll definitely be the two iron. Yeah. A lot of amateurs will struggle to hit a two iron. Is there any advice that you would offer them to hit kind of those utility clubs, long irons? I think they're, you know, I think, I don't think a lot of amateurs would benefit from a two iron. You know, even us pros don't hit it super high in the air. So it is a, it is a club that works well for us in, 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 these con, in these conditions, but I think the average amateur would benefit a lot more from five woods and even longest club maybe being five iron and then having a one or two hybrids in there would, I think, definitely make a, a, a big improvement for a lot of amateurs. And I know it's tough because I, I want to have a two iron myself and it's a, it's a pride and ego thing as well, but uh, you know, a lot of guys would, if they had a proper fitting and, and got to see what, what these clubs could do, that uh, improve a lot. Cool, well, great. Thanks for your time. Um, good luck this week. Thank you. So there was Lucas Beauregard. As I said, I am tipping him to do well this week. 50 to 1, I think, is a very good price. And for the rest of my better tips, do Google Golf Better Tips and click on the Golf Monthly uh, web posts. There's one for the Irish Open. There's also one for the next event, the 3M Open, which is another new event on the PGA Tour being played at the interestingly called TBC Twin Cities in Minnesota. It's Minnesota's first PGA Tour event in 50 years after holding the PGA Tour champions on this course, as well as the Ryder Cup and two majors at Hazeltine. Uh, TBC Twin Cities opened in 2000 and is 7,500 yards long. Uh, in each of the last seven years, it has ranked first or second for birdies on the PGA Tour champions, and both Paul Goidos and Kenny Perry have shot 60 there. Kupka headlines with Jason Day, Matsuyama, Mickelson, DeChambeau and Patrick Reed. So the thing I was going to say is that in those champions events that you've actually listed a lot of stats there for me to read out there earlier, they only play over three rounds, and in those three rounds, they always usually shoot over 20 under par in those three rounds. Wow. So that's why I think, actually, it's going to be a score of 30 under par to win this week. 30 under par? Yes. Can you bet on that? I want to. I need to look into it. You must be able to. Yeah, request uh, a bet or something. Yeah, yeah, somebody. yeah. So I, th- I think that, um, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be birdie central. It's, without doubt, it's just going to be, as, as some of the setups we've seen, you can just hit it as far as you can hit it, try and find it. If you find it, make a birdie, and which a lot of these guys are very good at. I doing. know who I'm backing. Who are you backing? Mr. Mickelson. He loves an easy course where he can make loads of birdies <laughs> and uh, doesn't have to worry about hacking out a rough or anything. So. There you go. Well, Mickelson, actually, look, I think Mickelson's about 40 to 50 to 1. There you so, go. Um, he's good. That's your shout. Fair play. I've gone for Charles Howe third, Two points each way, a 40 to 1. He's another one who loves... A birdie course. He's always does very well on that. He can hit it very far, and he's got a good short game. So, um, uh, and then also, I this is one of the ones I really, really fancy this week. Cameron Champ, sixty-six to one. He's the longest on tour at the moment. I checked just before we came out last week. He shot sixty-six, sixty-five in the first two rounds at the Rocket Mortgage before uh, he had a bit of a, a quiet weekend. He's someone who I think is very good value and actually the course should be set up perfectly for him. Very nice. Patrick Reed's in good form. Fifth last week. Oh, Victor Hovland. Big Vic. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Hits it miles. Loves to make birdies. Fresh off an eight under par bogey free final round. Yeah. He needs you have, to... You uh, have a Big Vic. I think Big Vic's about 28 to 1. That's how good he is. He's better odds than Mickelson but yeah um, he still needs to earn his card for next year so yeah he's going to win the 3M Open if he doesn't it's going to be Mickelson 
Very <laughs> firmly put there. Elliot. Also, sorry on the Irish Open. I wanted to say I'm going to go for Bezuiden Howard. So as well. we're not going. We've we've done the Irish Open. Elliot. You that, you keep on doing this, going back to things which we've we've covered. <laughs> so I'm going to go Ustazen and Bezuiden and Mickelson and Hovland. That's my four. Okay, I'm going. Well, I've picked eight in my betting tips, but the two I'm going to say on here are. Well, actually, I said already said three for Ireland, haven't I? Hatton. I'm going to go Hatton and Beergard then. And 3am, I'm going to go Charles Howell III and Cameron Champ. How much money? Okay, how much money do you want to put on it? This is a just a bet between me and you. Um, Fiver, come on. All right. Fiver, there we go. Crikey. Push the boat out there. <laughs> For the, all my betting tips, do Google Golf Betting Tips and click on the appropriate links. I've had a few winners recently. We're doing all right. Yeah, right. what about last week? Last week, let's not talk about last week. Okay, I'll edit that out. Yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> you should leave that in. Um, okay, I will leave it in. Other than the two events this week, there's been a few other bits of news worth mentioning. Tommy Fleetwood and defending champion Francesco Molinari have been confirmed for the BMW PJ Championship. So a lot of uh, Mollywood love uh, at Wentworth this year, which should be good fun. Justin Rose is also playing Wentworth. And he's also committed to the Italian Open. I saw that as well. So uh, that's good to see that Rose is playing some events. Yeah, that oh, was a surprise. Stats, you, know, you know, I've been going on and on about Justin Rose not playing enough beep, 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 beep. Yeah, I know. No, you can't nip my joke. I saw a table tweeted by at Nostra Fahu. Nosferatu. Nosferatu, that's it, the, the world rankings guy, saying the amount of world rankings points earned this year. Where do you think Justin Rose is? Uh, 24th? No, he's 10th. Really? When you look, and then I think Cook is first and uh, and McElroy second. Yeah. And it's just, he yeah, you know, he had such an opportunity to hold on to that number one ranking. He just, just hasn't happened. So maybe he'll have a good... Just hasn't played well, has he? Yeah, he hasn't. Well, he's played all right, hasn't he? He's played all right, but then he hasn't, just hasn't seemed to do it enough. I know I keep on going on about Justin Rose, but um, I hope, I'm really happy to see that he's playing. He's committed to a few European tour events and... Uh, I'll be cheering him on. Also this week, Muirfield's Honourable Company of Edinburgh Golfers invited 12 ladies to become the club's first ever female members. This followed, of course, the vote in 2017 when the club allowed female members. Uh, so again, that's good and that's great that golf is moving forwards all all around the place. So uh, great stuff. Very well said. That should be hosting the Open in 2023, I reckon. Because that's when it's like due to go back to Scotland. Turnbury's kind of... Is that right? I think so, Where's 2020? Yeah. Have they done 2022? Have I missed that? Maybe I just... Yeah, Royal Liverpool. Royal Liverpool. Yeah, so it will, yeah, so it's, it will be back in Scotland in 2022. And it won't be St Andrews because that's 21. So what? Yes, that's right. Oh, I forgot about Scotland. It won't be true. I forgot about St Andrews. Troon so. was 16. Yeah, it's got to be Mirfield, hasn't it? Turnbury's kind of... Turnbury at the moment Donald Trump. Well, well, we don't know what's going on. Well, they've had the changes there as well, haven't we? So yeah, it's it's officially it's still on the rotor. I'm sure they've said that, haven't they? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's their line, and it hasn't been there since 2009. So, and that was my first open, and I absolutely love it. I'd so, love to go there. Uh, I mean, yeah, the course is amazing. You've been to Muirfield? I haven't. No, I missed that open. So, uh, yeah. That'd be, again, a nice one to go to as well. Any time we go up to Scotland is, is always nice. Ranks third in our UK and Ireland top 100, I believe. Need to start. Um, right, moving quickly on, we had the quiz, where at the moment it says here that you're leading 69. Is that correct? Yeah. My, I'm sure my points go down every week when you write these down on the list. So Maybe you're 1610, actually. I, I, think, I thought I got to double figures. Yeah, I think you did. Oh. 1710, then. No, no, you can't put, give yourself an extra point as well. I think we drew, so we must have each gone up I one. Think, I think you're talking garbage. Anyway, ten questions as ever. Play along at home. Uh, see if you can get more than myself and Elliot. Sam did this quiz. Sam's away. So oh, yeah, Sam hello, did Sam. Quiz, Sam did this, this quiz over the weekend, and he uh, kind of gave a little note, didn't he, saying he wasn't sure how good it was going to be and that we could slag him off if it wasn't any good. So... Let's see. So Sam is in Troyer this week in Portugal playing golf. He is. He'll hopefully have a less red nose than you. Anyway, question one. Oh, here we go. Oh, this is this is made for me, surely. Charles Howe the Third 
I have no idea that Charles Howe III made his 423rd cut on the PJ Tour at the Rocket Mortgage Classic this week. How many PJ Tour events has it taken him to do so? Closest wins. What a banger. <laughs> what, what a first question this is. Say that again, Charles please. Charles Howe made 423 cuts. How many tournaments has he played in to make the 423 cuts? Closest wins. Well, okay. Question two. Dustin Johnson celebrated his birthday recently. How old is he? Blimey. How old is Dustin Johnson? I don't know. There we go. Oh, this, this is going to be an, this is just about a numbers fest, this. <laughs> Question three. Johnson has played in 15 tournaments in 2019. How many top fives has he had? This is not closest wins. Oh. Um, okay. There you go. Question four. <laughs> it is a numbers fest. How many weeks has Brooks Koepka been world number one to date? Got a number? Yeah, <laughs> I've got that wrong. He's making me say the South African's name in the quiz. Christian Beswedenhout. That's it. His favourite actor since he was a child was, was Sylvester Stallone. Bearing that in mind, what is his nickname? Well, that should be easy, shouldn't it? <laughs> oh no, holding your head in your hands there. Can you name me some Sylvester Stallone films? <laughs> Rocky? Rocky. I mean, that could be the answer. I could just give you the answer. Rocky 2? Rocky 3? Rambo? Is his nickname Sly or something like that? Rocky 4? You look like you know this Rocky one. You're looking I don't know. I don't know. You're looking very well, happy just, with yourself. I've just listened to... Well, I've just read out a question. It said... Something so yeah. no, you write some something very quickly there. Okay, well, okay, well, okay. Anyway, question six: the three M Open is a new tournament on the PGA Tour this week. How many FedEx Cup points are up for grabs for the winner? Um, how many are they usually? Um, there's a lot of numbers in this one. This is a number fest, isn't it? Oh, you thinking? Just trying to think of Sylvester Stallone <laughs> things. <laughs> What else is he in? Loads. Oh, Cliffhanger. Good film, that. Um, question seven. The, t- the tournament, I think that means the 3M Open, takes place a week before the John Deere Classic. Can you tell me what event took place before the John Deere Classic last season? I can't remember last week, Sam. How am I going to remember that? What would be the b- before the... Is it two points where we get the sponsor's name as well? Um, I don't know. No. And the course? No. And the winner? Well, you know this, do you? And the winning margin? (laughs) (laughs) It just says, what was the tournament? Uh, I don't know. I bet I got Uh, it wrong after all this cockiness. I I hope so. Question eight. The the Dubai Duty Free Irish Open takes place next week. Uh, When he says next week, he means this week. Which course has hosted the tournament the most amount of times? I think I know this. Because I was looking this up for my betting tips earlier. Yeah, of course you were. Oh! Is this question eight? Yes. I've run out of space. (laughs) It's probably been writing numbers, tiny. Say that again, which course? Has hosted the Irish Open the most times. Oh dear. Oh, he's no under idea. pressure. Question nine. In what year was the event last held at La Hinch? Mm. Is this not. Hmm? Not nearest wins or anything like that? No, 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 no. In what year was the event last held at La Hinch? I think I know that. I think, I know. I think that's a trick question. Oh, well, it might be. And question 10. There is one golfer who's won the event in three consecutive years. Who is it? What is the event? Irish Open. 
There is one golfer who's won the Irish Open in three consecutive years. Who is it? I think I know this as well. Oh, well, I've lost this week. I, I know someone who's won it quite a few times. Oh I dear. Right, you ready? A lot of numbers. Yeah. Right, question one. Charles Howell III made his 423rd cut on the PGA Tour at the Rocket Mortgage Classic this week. How many PGA Tour events has it taken him to do so? I said 550. Ooh, I went 609. 546. <laughs> that's close. Come on, that's 1-0. Yeah, that's... I think he's, he's a good player. That's a lot of cuts missed, if you think about it. Yeah, I know. Uh, question two. Dustin Johnson celebrated his birthday recently. How old is he? I said 32. 34. Thirty-five. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't closest wins, are you? Uh, question three. Oh, Johnson has played 15 tournaments in 2019. How many top fives has he had? I said ten. Six. Oh, how have you got that? Yes, what a guess. Well, he's won how twice. Earth? I know, but how did you know how many top fives he had? I didn't know. I just guessed. An educated guess. <sighs> That is outrageous. That's pulled you back into this. You got four four away from Charles Howell's career. I know, that was a starts. guess, though, wasn't it? That was a guess as well. Ugh. I know, but I had closer to win. You got nailed it on. <laughs> Question four. How many, how many... I bet you get this right as well. How many weeks has Brooks Koepka been world number one today? 14. Oh, I've... And this is not nearest. I said 16. <laughs> It's 15. Oh, what? <laughs> That's good. We must know our stuff a little bit. We've got either side of it. Okay. Now, here's the... the this is uh, this is the best one. Uh, Bezundhoit's favourite actor since he was a child was Sylvester Stallone. Bearing that in mind, what's his nickname? I put Sly. Because it's Sly Stallone. What did you put? I put Rocky. You put Rocky. So we've got it covered then. So Rocky or Sly. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be either Sly or Rocky. So we've got it covered. And the answer is... <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's Rambo. <laughs> so we didn't... I said that. I said it was... I said Rambo as well. <laughs> that is my, one of my favourite questions we've ever had in the quiz though. Um, <laughs> one out of five so far. <laughs> Snap. Here we go. Right. The 3 0 Open is a new tournament on the PJ Tour this week. How many FedEx Cup points are up for grabs for the winner? 500. 500, I put as well. The answer is 500. Uh, right. Well, there we go. Right. Um, question seven. The tournament takes place a week before the John Deere Classic. Can you tell me what event took place before the John Deere Classic last season? I said the Greenbrier Classic. Ooh, that could be a good shout. I went for the Quicken Loans National at TPC Potomac, won by Francesco Molinari by eight strokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, oh, well, are you going to give me this? Oh, is it the, oh, is a, it a is military it a, tribute? To a the military tribute at the Greenbrier. Yeah, that's a great answer. Oh, I actually, it just suddenly came to me that the uh, Greenbrier was always before the John Deere. Oh, Come on. Get in there. I've uh, lost. Ah, question eight. The du- Dubai Duty-Free Irish Open takes place this week. Which course has hosted the tournament the most amount of times? Uh, Royal Portrush. <laughs> I don't think that's right. <laughs> of course I it's think not. It's Port Marnock. Good knowledge there. Uh, it is Port Marnock. That was... That was... That was just a bit of luck. I was just looking earlier. Uh, in what year was the event last held at La Hinch? Never. Never. That's what I put as well. Never. It says never in brackets lol. That's bad, Sam. So, how many points you got to go with one question? To oh, go? I've lost already. I've got three out of nine. I've got five. Come on. And I think a lot Congratulations. Of There's one golfer who's won the event in three consecutive years. Who is it? Sevi Biceros. I think it's Nick Faldo. It is Nick Faldo. Night one, night two, night three. Six out of ten. Come on. Good quiz, Sam, I think. Well done. They had a very good question there about the Sylvester Stallone. A few too many numbers. But other than that, very good. Did you guys do better than us? Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Uh, either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's just a bit of fun. Well, I might wanted to ask a question. Oh, yes. So, so 
a quick little discussion maybe for you to think about. Get in touch with us if you have an opinion on it, which I'm sure you do. My friend Jez said... Hello, Jez. Is this, is this Jez who organised your trip? Yeah. Hello, he Jez. wanted us to discuss what a fair price for a top 100 green fee is. Um, what is the fair price for top 100 green fee? I think that really does have a lot of factors involved with it. Firstly, a top 100... Now, we do have a top 100 ranking, obviously... But courses do not do their pricing policy on what is, whether they're in our top 100. So I'll say that to start off with. And I think the, it'll be, I think there'd be a huge gap, a huge distance between price on that. Some of them, some of the top 100 courses that we used to have, you couldn't actually get on. And we've actually taken some of those, those, those clubs out now. Some of the ones in the top 10, some of the ones with huge history, I mean, we're talking multiple hundreds of pounds, aren't we? Um, yeah, I know Adair Manor in Ireland, where Joel was yesterday, is 350 euros. Yeah, exactly, and, then, and and that's being able to get on there as well. So some of them are very, very expensive. There's a lot of factors in it. Where it is, geography, how many members they've got, um, how much passing trade they get, because whether they are in near London or around Surrey or in Cornwall, where you were the other day, or in the north of Scotland, it has a huge amount... It depends because the, the, looking after a golf course, wherever they are, costs very similar amounts of money, and that's a lot of money to get them in really, really good, good nick. And if you haven't got a huge amount of members there, or that's your strategy is that you won't have a lot of members, or that you don't have a lot of green fees and stuff like that, that means that it's going to cost more per green fee to get on there because of the exclusivity, isn't it? Um, so, I mean, it really depends where it is. Hopefully. If the course is a very good nick, you know, and you aren't waiting, you don't feel like the course is absolutely jam-packed for the four balls and stuff like that, then actually if you if you want to just have a nice go- round of golf on a very, very nice golf course, which all these golf courses are, then, you know, maybe you're going to have to pay close to 100 quid or something like that. What's the most you've paid for a green fee? I am a bit tight like that. Uh, what's the most I pay for a green fee? I don't know. I think I, I, don't, might. I, really, I mean, I'm in a lucky, you know, I'm in a lucky position where actually a lot of the best golf courses I played on is through Golf Monthly, and that means that we're actually usually guests of the course, so which is fantastic. Um, there's some places, you know, that you'd pay quite a lot of money, and I'd be happy to to do it. I've already mentioned uh, Old Head; I'd pay a fair amount of money to to play there again. Uh, no, no problem at all. Um, there's lots of packages out there as well, which actually top 100 courses are involved with, where whether they're stay and play or they're like tours, where actually you can get some very good value around there. So I think if you look around at courses, then actually, and if you're a little bit flexible, then there's always the op- you know, if budget is an issue, then there, there's usually a way around it where you can get on there for not so much money. I know, yeah, like you said, where the location is very important, isn't it? Like Silith on Solway is considered the best value top 100 course and that is right by Carlisle so yeah you've got to make an absolute trek to get there for most people Uh, whereas in Surrey all the top 100 courses are 100 quid plus um, which I think it it hurt me paying over 100 quid I think it would have to be very special yeah no it's a lot of money but you but then I think you've just said it you know without uh, you know generalizing too much here the wages in Surrey are for people, and the income for people in Surrey is considerably more than the people in Carlisle. That is just a fact of the matter. And also, there's more money in that area than maybe uh, in Carlisle way. So that's obviously, and also a, another reason to do it. You don't want to price out everybody in your area, and also you've got to. It depends what the strategy is. There's a lot more population in Surrey as well. There's a huge amount, if you think how close Surrey is to London and other big uh, big hubs and stuff like that, uh, big population centres. So, yeah, you need to make sure that you don't have a golf course with no one playing it, otherwise that is a complete waste of time, isn't it? So I think you, you, if you want to go and play a top one, if that's your, on your thing, you go, I really like the Golf Monthly Top 100 courses list. I'd love to play as many as I can. Be flexible. I'd say, 
and but then also there is some very as you've already mentioned there is some very good courses which are very well priced um out there i think burnham barrow where we played last november that's somewhere not that hard to get to um and that's somewhere i definitely say people should have a look at because it's in our top 40 i think and um yeah 30 yeah royal north devon as well where i played yesterday yeah Brilliant! I think not not, not a million miles away from each other either. So, uh, you know, it's, I think there's some some very good value to be had. So, is there a, a one price for top 100 course? No, I don't think that would work. Um, and I think you just have to look around and and expect to to where you are geographically. Expect to uh, play pay accordingly. Hope that answers your question, or or has started the discussion with you, Jez. And, uh, yeah, if not, reply to us and uh, we'll chat about it next week. Yeah, well said. Uh, it's very subjective, isn't it? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's business, isn't it? It's supply and it's, demand. But also, if you, if you look at other top 100... If you look away from golf course, if you look away from top 100 courses, yeah, if you look just... I just want to play... If you just want to play a nice value round of golf, yeah, then there are some incredible deals out there where you can pay for 20... Pay, 18 holes for 20 quid and that sometimes includes a bacon roll and a cup of coffee when you get there I mean you cannot knock those things at all can you when you're paying about a pound a, a hole I mean that's great value isn't it also Hindhead that is over 100 quid I think around or something like that it's a stunning course not in the top 100 but very close and there's an open there where you play 36 holes it's 60 quid with lunch and breakfast or something yeah and that, and that, and that exact, that's my exact point when they know if they've got an open on they're going to get the course filled they know you know if they get a lo- they're going to get a load of people in there they're going to have the course looking in immaculate condition they're going to get a guaranteed amount of money in there then they're going to have it at a cheaper price and that's what I say well look around have de- look at those open deals look at um, you know look at look at the clubs sign up sign up to some mailing lists because there's always going to be some offers out there and if you're reasonably flexible you can go out and play some unbelievably good golf courses for some very good value yeah open stay and play packages are good like you said Burnham and Barrow yeah, yeah. And we, don't when we f- stayed up there we stayed in their dormy house and that was absolutely superb that's something people should always look out for if they've got golf courses with dormy houses something I didn't never really even heard of before getting into golf industry and uh, you don't always have to stay at a local hotel sometimes the golf courses can put you up and it's brilliant you can eat at the club and then it's just a stroll across the car park in the dormy house and uh, yeah it was fantastic I'm up to 25 or 26 now in our top 100 so. good stuff so what's the next one on your list What's the one that you really want to tick off? Sunningdale. One day I will play Sunningdale. I've lived 10 minutes from Sunningdale all my life and I've never played it. I'm surprised you haven't already. So, uh, yeah. I must say, I'm a massive fan of Lynx Golf now, though. Growing up, nowhere near any Lynx Golf courses. I absolutely love it. I always used to think, oh, they don't look as nice with the without trees and heather and stuff. But yeah, so much fun, so much creativity. And playing in Cornwall on the firm surfaces with the views was just great fun yeah and that yeah Lynx Golf is great and that's the thing I think if you know go out even if you haven't heard of a place you see a good deal if it's well if it's well reviewed if it's in a, especially if you're top 100 you haven't heard of it but you've got a good opportunity to go go and play it because you, you, you might find it an absolute you know something incredible and actually something that you really enjoy yeah, and we've got top 100 courses all over the UK and Ireland. For some reason, Alderborough's just coming to my mind. That's a great one on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And then all the way further west to Wales and stuff like that. It's, there's great value in Wales. Yeah, oh, not a nice golf trip to Wales. Oh, yeah, you'll be, be well chuffed. Well chuffed. <laughs> anyway, any more questions? That'd be lush, that would. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week to look back on... Um, what happened at the Irish Open and the 3M Open and also look ahead to the Scottish Open and the John Deere Classic. Of course, this is just the week before the Open Championship at Royal Port Rush as well. So uh, make sure you do follow us on social media at Golf Monthly on Twitter, at Golf Monthly on Instagram and Golf Monthly Magazine on Facebook. Do subscribe to the podcast if you don't already and uh, check out the Golf Monthly website amongst other things. Until next week, Elliot... Let's hope that you get some uh, after sun on that nose of yours. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well done in the quiz today. That was a drubbing, really, wasn't it? It's the yes. first time I I've been you. defeated like that. 
owned you there. And uh, yes, <laughs> other than that, I'll speak to you next week. 